welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And in this episode, we're going to talk about a new movie called Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe. Yeah, this is based on a novel, young adult novel by Benjamin Elire Sainz. And it stars uh, Max Pileo and Reese Gonzalez as the titular Aristotle and Dante. Although in, in the story, Aristotle goes as Ari for short. Uh, they are both Mexican-Americans living in El Paso, Texas in 1987. It's actually 1987-288. They meet cute at the public swimming pool one day, and uh, Dante teaches Aristotle how to swim. Uh, A friendship develops. There's lots of twists and turns. There's... uh, there's love and there's homophobia and there's angst and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, that's your that's your setup for this movie. What did you think of it? Um, I like this movie quite a bit. I went in with rather low expectations. I really didn't know anything about this movie. Um, you know, as you describe it, it deals with a lot of kind of young uh, young romance tropes. Um, they're there, but one thing I, I did like about this movie is that. It's, it was always surprising me as well. So yes, there were those familiar turns, but there was a lot of um, unexpected turns as well. Um, so I liked that there was a mix that made it a little more interesting. It's not your, it's not your predictable. In some ways, it's predictable, but in other ways, it's not your predictable um, young adult rom com. Um, the two leads, I think, have excellent chemistry together. Um, but as individual characters, I found them very interesting. Um, so I, I cared about them. Um, you know, the, I think the movie does a really good job of, um, it's very effective in, in making, was very effective in making me feel for these characters and um, feel for them when particular events take place. So I'm sure that was like, that's your goal in any film, right? To make the audience feel. And I felt a lot during this movie. I, I teared up several times. I'm not saying this is, this is not a great movie in, 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 in many ways, but in that sense, it, it was a success. So what did you think of it? I love this movie. <laughs> Let me say that again. I love this movie. Uh, it is not without its faults. So, I mean, it's not like a 10 out of 10 for me, but uh, you kind of talked, you know, you, you hit on it a minute ago about, you know, it's how, you make, how it makes me feel, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this made me feel. Um, I'll be honest with you, like, I think it's my favorite LGBT movie since Call Me By Your Name. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Call Me By Your Name is is cinema. <laughs> this this is not. That said, uh, it's good. I mean, I think it's 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 got good cinematography, which I, I think it, it was a good looking movie. There are a couple of issues with ADR, so in other words, um, post production dialogue. So they add in afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but there it wasn't so much of it, and it wasn't bad enough that, you know, ruin the movie for me or anything. Um, it's got a good cast. Uh, I've never heard of Max Paleo and, and Reese Gonzalez before, but I think they both do a good job. Um, the people who play their parents, one of them being Eva Longoria, uh, they're, they're good in these uh, roles. They are very fortunate to have um, very nice, kind, understanding parents, mm-hmm. particularly, you know, in the 1980s, Texas. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, that's kind of what makes it sweet. You know, I mean, I've said before that I like movies that are about people being nice to each other or kind to each other. This has that. Although, I mean, there, there is, uh, like I said earlier, and I wasn't kidding. I mean, there's, there's some serious homophobia in this movie. Uh, and so not, some not so nice things being done. Um, 
but I think ultimately, you know, love is, is stronger than hate. And, um, I just like the, the story this, this movie tells. It, um, it, it throws you some curveballs, you know, things I didn't see coming. And, uh, I think they, they work well as far as the story goes. And uh, at one point, you know, I thought like, oh, this story is not about what I thought it was about, you know. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it's it's good. I, I really wish it had maybe been received better. I think it premiered at festivals last year in 2022, but it's just now getting, um, I guess, if you want to call it a wide release now. Um, although it's, I will just. To be more accurate, I'll say it's getting a theatrical release now. <laughs> I don't think it was in that many theaters. And, you know, it premiered a week ago in theaters, same weekend as The Nun 2. And The Nun 2 made something like $32 million at the North American box office. This movie made like 244000 mm. And when you you and I saw this, it wasn't even playing where we live. We, we saw it in St. Louis. And um, it was you and I and a woman that we don't know in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> we were the only three... Uh, in the auditorium uh, watching this, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I love it. it. It, you know, I love a movie that makes me feel something and this movie did. Yeah. Well, it definitely deserves a, a larger audience than that. And hopefully when it gets to streaming, it'll, it'll find that audience it deserves to. Um, you you mentioned that the movie is set in the eighties. Um, of course, I, I like that aspect of it, particularly because it means the soundtrack is pretty awesome. Um, it's pretty great, actually. Uh, I felt like some of the songs were maybe a little too on the nose. I think the first song we hear is Small Town Boy by Bronski Beat, which <laughs> made me roll my eyes because that's like the that's the quintessential gay song for young boys in, in the 80s. So, I mean, it's a little too obvious, but... You know, after we <laughs> after we, we watched the movie on our car ride home, you mentioned that to me. And so when I'm, I looked on Wikipedia when I got home, because I, I wanted to look at the demographics, history of El Paso, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I don't know much about I've heard of El Paso. There's that, uh, is it a Marty Robbins song about El Paso? Oh, yeah. Out in the West Texas town of El Paso. Anyway, <laughs> um, but I'm like, well, let me see, what was the population back then? You know, and so this is set, like I said, in 1987 to 88. So 1990 would be the you know closest census to that there were half a million people living in el paso proper yeah. in 1990 i don't know about you that's not a small town to me anyway but i i get it i mean it's more a small town thematically if not literally sure, sure. yeah exactly um, and you're right. The, a lot of the supporting uh, actors and characters were were really good. I, I did love the parents and the fact that they were so supporting. That's one of the aspects that was kind of unexpected and perhaps not very realistic. But we're allowed, you know, a little fantasy sometimes in our in our dramas. It, it, but that that aspect of it is one of the things that really got to me emotionally. Their, oh, yeah. their support of their kids was yeah very touching. Yeah, so. yeah. And there's an, an aunt who I got to be real until I got home and. and and read a little bit more online. I thought it was a grandmother, <laughs> but she's an aunt. Uh, but uh, Aristotle's aunt has a few scenes in this, and she's really she's really sweet. I like her, and uh, they have a good bond. And she's super super loving. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's interesting. So between the two characters, uh, Aristotle and Dante, Dante is, I think, the more showy role. I mean, his character is a little more out. I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it's unclear if Dante is is gay or bi or not gay or bi at all um, for a while. 
but I think uh, they both do a good job. But Max Paleo, I think, deserves some extra chops, uh, props because he's 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 playing the role that is so often overlooked, where it, it's very introspective. Mm-hmm. He he has to convey a lot with body language, with looks, with you know the small bits of dialogue. He's it's interesting. He he talks about how he's worried about becoming his dad because his dad is is at least in the first part of the movie almost monosyllabic. You know, and keeps himself very closely guarded. And uh, Aristotle's kind of like that, and he realizes that, and he's worried about you know, kind of shutting himself off from others and not being able to, um, you know, show emotion or bond with people. So I think that deserves some credit because it's hard. I think it's hard to. I'm not saying acting is easy, regardless, but I think particularly those kind of roles are harder to convey. Yeah, I agree. All of. A lot of his conflict is internal, and he has to somehow dramatize that, and he he manages to do that in a, in a very good way. Um, there are some parts of the movie that I don't think necessarily worked all that great, or I could imagine them working better in the book, maybe. There's a sequence where they're sending letters back and forth to each <laughs> other, and... It was hard to tell sometimes, well, it was hard to tell who whose letter was from who. Yes. That got a little confusing. And also there are just there was one letter in particular that the subject matter, I can imagine reading it on the page, it would have gone over better than hearing it in the theater, just because it made me it made me chuckle in the theater. And I don't think it was necessarily supposed to. I think it was supposed to be getting at something kind of serious, but uh, that's just a, kind of a minor thing that yeah, the letters, I, I would agree with that, I guess. <laughs> the, well, for a couple of things. One, I mean, it, 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 I had trouble distinguishing between the voices. So, you know, Dante's letters to Aristotle were read by Dante's actor, and Aristotle's letters to Dante were read by Aristotle's actors. And what I learned when the, that, those sequences were going on <laughs> is those actors have very similar sounding voices. Right. And there, yeah, there were a few times I was like, I don't. Yeah, and you're right. I think I remember the, thing, the part you're talking about where it's maybe unintentionally <laughs> funny. Uh, this is an aside. If you want to watch a, a really good movie, which I think is also based on a book but, uh, about um, letter writing and a, a relationship, a platonic relationship that develops, and that's 84 Cherry and Crossroad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really, I've never read the book, but the movie's quite good. Uh, Anne Bancroft and Anthony Hopkins. Anyway, back to this one. <laughs> Uh, no, um, yeah, that's maybe a weak point, but, um, I like it. And I love the title. I mean, I'll be honest with you, you know, we, we, we kind of made an impromptu trip to St. Louis and I was looking to see, well, what movies are playing? Anything there that's not here? And this, this title caught my attention. And then, um, the synopsis sort of sounded intriguing. And, uh, I'm glad we watched it. Yeah, I'm too. And it, it actually inspired us to buy the book. We now have the book. That's right. So, yeah. Um, any further thoughts? I don't have any. All right. What'd you give it out of 10? 7.5. All right. I give it an 8. So, our score is a 7.8. Uh, that is Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. Thank you.